This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, yesterday it was confirmed that Yegeni Prigozhin, the leader and founder of the Wagner Group of Mercenaries, who had become an increasingly visible and powerful figure in Russia, was dead. He died on a plane crash, a private jet outside of Moscow, on Wednesday evening, his number two, Dmitry Utkin, a very important figure in the Wagner Group, also died. There was some doubt when this plane first crashed as to whether or not Prigozhin was on it. Well, he was, and it is a serious, well, it could be a serious moment for Vladimir Putin, who is believed to be responsible for this bomb, which was placed on a private jet. We're joined now from Lithuania, where he's exiled, by Dmitry Olovsky, who's chief editor of the YouTube channel Kordakovsky.live. Before the war, Dmitry was deputy editor-in-chief for TV Rain. Dmitry, thank you very much for joining us. Obviously, yesterday confirmed from Putin's own mouth that he sent condolences to Prigozhin's family and the family of the other victims. He also pointed out, however, that Prigozhin had made some mistakes. What does this moment mean, if anything, for the bigger picture for the war in Ukraine? Because the Wagner Group are great fighters. They're mercenaries, many of them taken from prisons. They were important in the battle for Bakhmut, for example. What does this assassination of Prigozhin mean? Uh, well, thank you very much for having me, first of all. Um, I guess that it's not very important for the war in Ukraine. Uh, as we know that uh, Wagner Group has left uh, Ukraine after uh, taking over the city of uh, Bakhmut. But it's quite important um, for understanding the nature of uh, Putin's power. Actually, I guess um, nobody was really surprised in Russia yes. uh, when uh, they got the news that uh, Prigozhin has died. 
I think um, what surprised uh, me actually mostly uh, is uh, the way uh, that uh, uh, he was assassinated, that he was uh, killed. Uh, but we know that uh, Putin is a tough guy and uh, we know that uh, uh, he will never uh, forget uh, anybody who has betrayed him. Uh, so it took uh, two months for uh, Putin uh, to revenge, to take revenge uh, from Prigozhin yes. uh, because... Uh, Uh, two months ago, there was a coup, and we remember that days when Prigozhin and his thugs were uh, uh, were quickly marching on Moscow. Uh, so everybody was thinking about one thing: how long will it take Putin to take uh, Prigozhin off? Yes. So that that took him um, two months. But um, I think it's um, important to understand that um, this regime uh, is. Uh, It's not only authoritarian, it's not only totalitarian, uh, it's something new. Uh, he cannot be even compared uh, to, to anything that exists now on Earth. It might be something around, uh, around Idi Amin or something like that. Yes. Uh, so uh, basically we do understand that uh, Putin will kill everybody that uh, that has betrayed him and uh, if uh, if he will need to uh, kill another dozen of men while doing it he will do that yes and it was on june the 24th that prigozhin marched his men to within 200 kilometers of moscow he stopped he turned back he spoke to lukashenko and they did some kind of deal which involved Belarus. What is interesting to us, Dmitry, and perhaps you might explain it, Prigozhin seemed to enjoy the limelight, enjoy the spotlight. He also was highly critical of Sergei Shogu, who's the defense minister. He was also critical of Gerasimov, who's the general in charge of what's called the special operations, special military operation. He was taking on allies of Putin's and it seemed that he almost believed his own publicity. Fair enough, yes. And uh, he was uh, really enjoying uh, the attention that yes. uh, was given to him by the mainstream media, by the pro, pro-war uh, bloggers. And uh, he was a pretty powerful uh, figure. Uh, so uh, now we see that uh, the only person uh, who is in charge of um, war in Ukraine is uh, Putin. And uh, he will uh, not let anyone uh, to criticize him or his actions or his uh, pals um, during uh, this war. But there was another quite interesting circumstance of uh, Putin's speech uh, when he was saying about Prigozhin and about uh, the condolences, etc., etc. He mentioned that uh, he knew Prigozhin, uh, he first Uh, uh, new Prigozhin when he was when it was like early 90s uh, but there is a myth there is a legend that Prigozhin uh, was a very successful businessman and uh, previously it was spoken that uh, they got acquainted only in the beginning of um, uh, like in the year 2000, 2001 or something like that um, and now we see that it's actually not true Uh, so Prigozhin is not that uh, talented businessman, that uh, is not a lucky chief who 
was opening restaurants, making good uh, acquaintances and meeting right people, you know. Yes. Uh, it means that uh, he knew Putin since the very beginning. And uh, that explains a lot about uh, his work, about his business, about um, uh, his assets. Uh, he's not um, a, a person who was kissed by God. He's yes. just a close uh, power mate of Putin. Yes. The question of instability in the circles around Putin and it seems a volatile atmosphere, the relations in it. For example, Sorovakin, now, you know, General Armageddon, who served so viciously and brutally in Chechnya, also in Syria. Now, he's been dismissed, I understand, this week. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. That's true. We know and, and that. Yeah. That, be that begs the questions about how solid the group around Putin are. In other words, you can be a hero one minute and then an enemy, or at least dismissed. I believe that uh, General Surovikin uh, is a victim of the coup. Uh, he was appointed uh, as a person who is in charge of um, uh, all the connections between the uh, Russian Defense Ministry and uh, BMC Wagner. Uh, but uh, basically, he's not a part of um, inner circle of Putin, right. uh, which is, I believe, still pretty solid. Uh, but yes. it's tiny. It's very small. And uh, definitely, General Suravikin is pretty far away from Kremlin and uh, from that office where all the important decisions um, are made. Uh, though he's um, still alive, he's um, still, as far as we know, under home arrest. He's not uh, in, uh, in charge of military operation, yes. But you know, um, the, the attitude to him uh, and the decisions that uh, Putin made towards him, uh, they could be much, much tougher. Uh, he could be imprisoned. He could be like anything else. Uh, yes. Well, let's remember uh, Stalin's uh, ways of uh, dealing uh, with such enemies of state. And I think that uh, Putin may still have some plans about uh, Mr. Surovikin, but we'll see. Now, there is a gap, if you like, that the Wagner group leaves behind. They were good fighters, they fought very successfully in Bakhmut and they were among the first Russian troops to go into Ukraine when this began in 2022. Is it dangerous to have so many groups, private armies really? I mean, Gazprom has a private army. They used to sponsor the Champions League. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It sounds al almost funny, but it's not really... Well, uh, I think that uh, uh, when uh, after after the plane uh, with Prigozhin crashed, uh, none of the owners of uh, private military companies uh, will think about uh, making a another coup or uh, right. dealing uh, with Putin in some other ways. Uh, because uh, when Putin took down that plane, uh, he not uh, he has uh, well. First of all, he has killed precaution. And uh, secondly, he has, uh, uh, he has taught a lesson to everybody else. Don't mess with me. 
It, yes. uh, it will take you like two months to be alive. But uh, we know that Prigozhin was pretty powerful, and we know that uh, he might have some information about Putin, very sensitive information. Yes. And I guess uh, that um, being a smart man, uh, he might have left some sort of an envelope or a flashcard yes. uh, with some pretty interesting details concerning high power in uh, Russia. Uh, so we have to wait a little bit to see whether this uh, protocol has started its work. Now, after June 24th and those scenes in Rostov where people are getting selfies and he's smiling and happy, it seemed that some people thought that the rise, if you like, of Prigozhin indicated Vladimir Putin's weakness. There was talk about that, wasn't there? That the fact mm -hmm. that Prigozhin was surviving and moving around and actually speaking to, to Putin, it suggested that Putin was weak. Is there any talk of his weakness now, despite this, if you like, successful elimination of Prigozhin? I don't think that uh, Putin uh, is weak now. And uh, actually, uh, it was a matter of time when uh, when Putin will take Prigozhin off, when he will uh, kill him. So we see now that uh, his uh, regime is becoming uh, more and more powerful and more and more uh, based uh, on, um, on, on violence. Uh, we see now that... Um, his thugs, Putin's thugs, are um, uh, are murdering people. We don't know in which way exactly. Maybe yes. it was a bomb, maybe it was a missile. Uh, but uh, we actually see we see him transferring to even more brutal and more violent monster yes. because he used to. He uh, he used to kill his enemies uh, with uh, poisons, with the uh, polonium, which happened uh, uh, with uh, Mr. Litvinenko in yes. uh, in London. Uh, but we have never seen him making this sort of a uh, terrorist attack. This is a terrorist attack. Uh, Prigozhin wasn't a nice guy, but uh, what we have seen uh, in the sky between um, uh, Moscow and St. Peter, uh, this is a terrorist attack. This is something reminding me about Lockerbie. Yes, and the question, I suppose, is why? Why has he changed to behaving this way? Why not Novichok or why not some poison? Why do it like this? Well, because it's uh, the wartime, uh, because uh, Russia is fighting Ukraine now. Yes. And um, uh, in this sort of period, historical period, uh, it uh, needs uh, new aims and new methods. Right. Uh, so when you are uh, at the, uh, when you are a leader of the country uh, which has invaded uh, Ukraine, uh, it means uh, you have uh, all possible arsenal. Yes. So there is no need uh, to use poisons or something like that. And I guess uh, Prigozhin uh, was waiting for uh, Putin uh, to attack him. And uh, I think he uh, had many bodyguards. Uh, he was uh, very anxious about his life. But 
it's I, I still do not understand how did he think that it's possible to travel to Russia, yes. to fly planes in Russia, uh, to make selfies and uh, photos in Russia when there was, you remember when there was a, a summit yes. Africa and Russia, uh, he came actually to St. Peter, he met some African officials and he posted photos with him on his uh, social networks. Uh, so I think that uh, precaution thought that there was some sort of a deal with uh, Putin, some sort of agreement. But uh, you can never make any agreements with devil. He would betray you in any way. Yes, I think Prigozhin inhaled. <laughs> well, Probably, yeah. F- fame is nice, but you shouldn't inhale, uh, is <laughs> what we say around here. Yeah. What happens now to the Wagner group? Because uh, Dmitry Utkin was with Pogosian, yeah. he's out of the picture now, and Valery Chekalov is mm-hmm. also out of the picture. They were mm-hmm. at the top in the leadership of the Wagner Group. It still, if it was to stay intact, it still would have a value. Even I suggest, I suggest we actually should forget about uh, Wagner Group. Right. Uh, I believe it doesn't exist anymore okay. because uh, it was uh, really based on. Um, one person, uh, okay, on two persons, uh, on uh, Prigozhin, uh, who was uh, the manager of the group, who was uh, um, the source of uh, money and yes. um, other assets for them, uh, and uh, Utkin, who was actually a commander of Wagner Group. Uh, so if both of these guys are killed, uh, Wagner... They 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 cannot do anything without them. Uh, it's 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 nearly impossible. So they will close down all their activity, both in Africa, in Belarus, and uh, maybe in other countries where they might have still some activities. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
So what's your assessment now, Dimitri, of the war or the special military operation, to use that phrase? What is your assessment now about how long it might last and how it's going for Russia? Mm -hmm. Nothing has, uh, I think, changed uh, in terms of war after uh, the the, the plane uh, was taken off. Yes, I I forget. I take your your point about that. It's Mm -hmm. over. Yeah. It's It's history. What I'm interested now in is where Russia is, Mm -hmm. how Russia is feeling about the war. We saw the ruble and the interest rates go up. The ruble is 100 to the dollar. The economy doesn't seem to be doing so well. Let me put this question another way. Is there any way now that Putin can stop this war? I think he would love to. And uh, I guess that uh, the only party that actually needs this war uh, to uh, to be ongoing is Kiev, is Ukraine. Uh, because um, Russia is uh, sick and tired of this war. Uh, you, it's fair enough that uh, the economy is not feeling very good, uh, that uh, Putin hates the idea of another mobilization, uh, though we know that uh, the uh, members of parliament are uh, doing some preparements about it. Uh, we are aware that actually the West and the US are also tired of this war yes. and uh, it takes uh, a lot of resources from them and money and um, military resources and human resources and uh, everybody's tired uh, except yes. Kiev. Kiev thinks that uh, they will have to continue this war till they get back to the uh, borders of uh, year 1991. Yes. Uh, so uh, Putin is tired, uh, Russian people are tired, and they are still trying uh, not to pay attention to the events that are going on in Ukraine. We've been doing a street talk recently in Moscow, and it's, uh, you know, it's a year and a half of the war. Uh, yes. these days. And we've been asking people, like, uh, how did your life change? And they were saying, it's okay. Nothing has really changed. Uh, it's still okay. Well, the prices are going high and it's almost uh, Im- impossible to travel. But, uh, yeah, we, we can still carry on. It's fine. The question of the American election, presidential election, in 15 months' time, I'm sure that Putin would hope that Donald Trump would be the next American president because that would change a lot of things, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Uh, But uh, Trump, uh, he's a dark horse, you know, as we call it in in Russia. Nobody knows uh, what to expect from him because uh, he's a a person who uh, loves money and uh, who who is eager to earn uh, more and more uh, both money power assets whatever he and he won't he won't support ukraine he won't give them the weaponry he won't give them the money he will say this is not american business ukraine can look after itself well it will be very dangerous for uh, zelensky and for for ukrainians if yes. Um, Trump wins. Uh, but uh, we still do not know everything about him. Uh, he may quarrel with Putin and uh, he may decide uh, to make him angry and to support Ukraine. Uh, we'll see, but um, I guess that Kyiv is 
watching closely um, on the pre-election campaign in in the United States uh, and uh, Russian propaganda as well. They are uh, supporting Trump very much. They are covering like everything that is happening with him, like uh, it's uh, like Russian people are uh, about to vote for him or vote yeah. to vote for democracy. Now, just a final question, Dmitry, and we're very grateful to you for talking to us today. When you think ahead to a time when you can go back to your country, does it have to be after Putin is gone? I've been thinking about it and I've been uh, talking about it uh, with my friends recently. And uh, I think that uh, um, when we'll see that uh, political prisoners in Russia are um, uh, released uh, from prisons, uh, when Navalny is free, yes. when uh, Kramorza and uh, Yashin are free, uh, this means that we can go back. Uh, because um, if uh, somebody, Putin or somebody else, will stop the war, uh, it's not enough. It's, it might be enough for uh, Ukrainians, uh, but you know, there is a chance that um, when uh, uh, you are at the state of war with another country and you have lost there, it means that uh, you can uh, go on with the war on the territory of your country. And it means that uh, there will be tough measures concerning the opposition, the free, free, yes. uh, free speech, journalists, bloggers, etc. Uh, so I think it's going to be safe in uh, Russia only when we see the news that uh, Navalny is out of the prison yes. and he's safe and sound. Okay, Dmitry, we're very grateful to you for joining Thank us you. today. So That's Dmitry Alovsky, who is the chief editor for the YouTube channel Kordakovsky.live. We're grateful, as always, to Dmitry, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.